I about drunk all of my drink already. <laughs> and the show hasn't even started yet. Hey, we back, baby. What's up? What's up? Welcome to another episode of the Talk My Credo podcast. I'm your boy Dante Credo with my brothers from another in the building. Craig Mack, what it do? Salute. Big E, what it do? Man, I'm just happy to be here so I can talk shit about whooping Craig's ass last <laughs> <laughs> And so it begins. So start off the show early. Good to to have you back, E. Listen, I mean, people been asking, like, where's where's Big E's? Especially because you, I I think you saw the comment. Somebody was a somebody left on YouTube. Yeah, that I put up. Apparently, he was signed with Eric in that in that debate. So it it kind of got Eric like, all right, yep, I I really whooped his ass. In the Jordan LeBron debate, and no, the Tom Brady, the Tom, the, well, that too. <laughs> well, that, yep. So, oh yeah. Speaking of which, last week, yeah. So well, let's let, go ahead. well let's, let me just say this: like uh-huh. Tom, he won. I, you can't take anything away from what Tom did, mm-hmm. but Tom didn't do anything great. He kept it simple. He kept the ball moving. I really feel like Kansas just played horrible football the entire night. No. Kansas didn't yeah, play horrible. The Tampa Bay's defense just took away what Kansas does best, and they got pressure on them. And which I said, I said, Curry, Kansas been, has been playing mediocre all year. I mean, Patrick mm. Mahomes is – they done figured them out. The thing about the NFL is you can come in hot, but that second year they have game film on you now. So they're going to figure out your weaknesses, and they're going to figure out your uh, your pros and your cons. And, and Tampa took everything, every con – that Patrick Mahomes had, they took it at his ass, and that's what happened. Well, uh, I, I tell my hat thing, to him. One thing that I, I saw when I was looking at it, and you can tell they had a rock-solid plan They did uh, for, for Mahomes, but he was still getting them throws off. And I was like, how the hell did he still get those throws off? Because um, I was still like, wow, a lot of those – because they they were basically pressuring dude all night. Well, it was covered too. Right? It's, it's real simple. Yeah, the safety so was like, sitting so deep you can't just lob it down the field. You kind of have to throw it pinpoint. Right, but even still, the the type of pressure that was putting on that boy, and he's still you know he's horizontal to the ground, but he's still throwing you know thirty yards down the field trying to get somebody, and then they drop it. Yeah, but uh, even still, I, I just. You, you you saw Tampa Bay had a, a, a game plan and they executed it flawlessly. Um I, I was just I, I also agree that it was a bad game. I, I like uh Kansas, yeah, they'll be in pressure, but like you you should expect that type of pressure, especially to a team that already won it. Like you've right. been there. Yeah. You 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 should know what to expect. And Tampa Bay punched them in the mouth and they never recovered. Exactly. They never recovered. So Shout out to Tom. Tom been out. He but you know, let me tell you just, just how much of a how much this is just another day at the office for Tom. That that fool was throwing trophies on the lake, throwing it from boat to boat. Like he don't, I don't give a fuck about this trophy. <laughs> he got he, he got so many of them. It's like what I want with this. Toss it to the other boat. Dude was drunk, had to get carried out. He carried back well, to his car. Tom Brady's the as the consummate underdog, though, so he's just rubbing it in their face, like yeah. Tom Brady's not yeah. supposed to be here right now, so he's not nah. supposed to be here with seven Super Bowl rings, and so listen, 
He's but, still playing with that chip on his shoulder. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, and that's and that's something to speak of in of itself because it's like for you to be around that long and still is 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 almost Jordan like you know Jordan took everything personally. Is that Just the 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 slightest slight he would blow that thing up in, in his mind. It is as if you shot one of his family members. Well, that's probably a bad analogy for Jordan. Yeah, they did shoot one of his family members. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's that's a bad analogy to use for Jordan. But you know, it, it's it's like deathly serious. The slightest slight uh, against these type of people, and it drives them. It and just you know it, it, the 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 narrative. It, it was a story that it was his to lose. And yeah. I, I'm not the biggest Tom Brady fan, but I, I was honestly happy to see him in that moment with, with all the shit that was going around him this year. So hats off to Tom Brady. Now I just need uh, the Miami Heat to do something because they started to piss me off this year. Mm. Um, I won't even go in there. I'll, I'll do a rant by myself, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my own little rant video. But uh, once again, welcome everybody. Uh, shout out to all the listeners. Uh, man, we I just checked today. We are like everywhere: Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Stitcher. We're on iHeartRadio. Um, something called TuneIn, but apparently that's, that's pretty big. So don't don't kill me if you're listening through that. Thank you. Um, TuneIn, like YouTube. That. Um, Pandora, we're on Pandora, like that's crazy. Um, that syndication thing, things that's dope, but anyway, thank you guys for checking us out. Um, <clears throat> this is the day after Valentine's Day, so I know a lot of y'all have already uh slipped those plan B's into your girl's drink or something already. So, if you if you got off with that and you got off a, a smooth criminal, I salute you because you are indeed a vet of the game. For those who got caught and she said, no, I'm going to keep this baby if I am pregnant, dun da dun da dun to you. Uh, <laughs> cheaper the keeper. Cheaper the keeper. Just, so you just have to keep trying. You know, the first shot doesn't go in. You got to keep trying. Uh, she's bound to drink something again later throughout the day. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> that's so toxic. All right. So so what's good, man? Like, like we haven't heard from, from E in a couple of weeks. Well, has it been a couple of weeks? It was just. You know, <laughs> so, I thought it was ninety three last time we heard. Well, it was from last Saturday. Was about ninety three? Uh, I think it was ninety three. <laughs> <laughs> think in the year of our Lord, nineteen ninety three. <laughs> nah, man. Well, I'm here today. Yeah, but how's everybody doing? I, I know, I know. Craig is snowed in up there. Oklahoma got uh, a whole bunch of snow and even oh, more yeah. snow coming. Uh, North Carolina, we ain't got shit. But of course, in our area, if you even talk about snow, that the entire state shuts down. So I'm kind of hoping they do that. I, I can stay home for a couple more days. I can do that. So, but other than that, everything's good. And shit, what is there to talk about? What do y'all want to talk about today? Well, I just saw a movie yesterday. You know, we kind of talked about uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. This is a must see. Uh, yeah. Based off a true story. Mm-hmm. Just to show you how trifling and deceptive and devious and any other negative pronouns and nouns mm-hmm. that I can think of, like our people been through it. 
We've been through some shit, bro. We've been through it. Like we've been through some shit. <laughs> like you want to be like, oh man, that's just a movie. No, nah, this is this happened. This is how this it happened. happened. This happened. Have you seen Judas and the Black Messiah yet? Yeah, I have. <sighs> what do you think, bro? My thing is, anytime African Americans come up with anything to better themselves, the FBI and the United States government is going to find a way to destroy it. Then... But my but my my complaint is always what it's always been. I'm mm-hmm. past white America and what happened in the past and what they've done. I'm talking about mm-hmm. us now. And yeah. if, who, if you know we're trying to advance ourselves as a people, why do you have to be that guy to come in, infiltrate, work for the guys that you know trying to destroy this institution that's trying to help liberate your people. And and we're not talking about now, but we're talking about the times during the turbulent 60s mm-hmm. where, where black guys and black women, where just black people in general, were in the harshest conditions. And you worked for the FBI because you couldn't be man enough to take your time. Yeah, it's it's sad. It is well, sad. Well, like you, it, I don't know if you noticed, but it broke him. Like after he told his story in what eighty nine, he he took himself out. Yeah, he, like, he, he couldn't he yeah. couldn't live with himself anymore. I'm, I've been familiar with the story of William O'Neill for a long time. Yeah, that's first mm-hmm. time though. That's not the first time. One of my uh, I wouldn't call him a hero or an idol, uh, someone, but it's someone that I've studied and I look up to, and that's Malcolm X. So I'm I'm pretty. Uh-huh. I, like I, I, I think it's it's very fitting to call him a hero. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's spot on. I, yeah, I, I don't I don't think you can call him anything less. To be honest right. with you, but I agree. I when you look at the story of Malcolm X and how he left the nation of Islam and what happened during that riff he had with the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, uh-huh. if you notice if you've ever read the story or if you ever studied the story how the how J Edgar Hoover. And during Corintel Pro, and if people don't know what Corintel Pro is, I said I advise you to go look that up and read. Please about. look up Corintel Pro. But uh, during that time, when the FBI were infiltrating black uh, institutions of uh, of uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Raph? Community services, basically what they were. Basically what they were. Yeah, uh, in, in any like pro black um, organizations or exactly. any pro black group. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. I come to the belief that the FBI played a part in his assassination. That, of course, yeah. That's that's my that's my one hundred percent belief. Yep, I I agree, and I believe that too. And I mean, they, there's there's been a couple of docs that I've watched uh, on Netflix. I believe maybe it's still up on Netflix. Oh, definitely. Um, who killed Malcolm X? Who that's killed Malcolm X? X? Yep. Yes, that's enough. Um, and <clears throat> I, I completely believe that they try to say. That it was the nation of Islam that that assassinated him, but I I don't believe that. I believe it was the FBI. I think it was the FBI. I think it was COINTELPRO and, and groups like that that were specifically created to disrupt, destroy, and sabotage pro-black groups. I agree. And now, now where I disagree on one thing is I think the nation of Islam played a part in it too, because at yeah. one time when the there anything with life. And that's the reason why I said we're a lot more than we are. Uh, we are we're a lot more alike than we are different. Everybody mm-hmm. goes through the same thing, and yep. you see this one guy in this in this in this organization that's rising to prominence. There was some jealousy there. 
And then when he brought out the fact that this quote unquote holy apostle was having infidelities in his life and he was going to call them out, they were going to do to, to, to stop that. So I yeah. believe they work together, but once again, it's that situation. One of the greatest organizations that could have been for African Americans were destroyed by African Americans through the hand of yep. white. So yep. you know that but was that, just but and, and that's always been the the tactic is they would use us to destroy or sabotage us, so then they can say, "Well, it was you." Exactly. You know, uh, and even regardless of all the actual proof, well, hell, just. You know, of course, if it wasn't for, you know, a fuck up here and a leak there, you know, I believe this stuff would have still been classified to this day. And we still wouldn't have officially known um, as far as, you know, the the. but even still, once it was revealed, the damage has been done. Plus, once the damage was done, they still did not make any type of recompense or take accountability to making things right again. So. You know, and, and and that's the type of thing that, of course, when you have these type of conversations with people and you know things like this, and then they tell you, you know, the rebuttals and the little talking points they have, that's when that James Baldwin quote comes into play where you're just constantly in a state of rage because it's like, what are y'all talking about? But Judas and the Black Messiah is it, it's, it's definitely... I don't want to liken it to the effect that, you know, those slave movies have. Cause you know, and I think I can speak for all of us when it's like, okay, I don't give a damn. I don't want to see it. Not now. Wanna. <laughs> I, gotta get cut. I don't want to see not another slave movie. Exactly. Right? I've seen enough of slave movies. We get it. We get it. And it's surprising uh, by now that y'all don't get it, but still like, I don't care about seeing another and I, I feel like this was like the last movie that I was actually willing to sit down and see uh, because it was it, it was still more modern. It, it still told the story of people trying to do what detractors criticize us and accuse us of not doing, trying to do something for ourselves and then watch how we were manipulated and to have that one. Fuck things up. But even still, look at all, all the leaders from uh, the Black Panthers to Malcolm X to Martin Luther King. There was always one of us, always one of us that played some sort of role. If they didn't actually pull the trigger, they gave the information. Or, you know, they, they put Dr. Ma uh, they put Martin Luther King on that balcony when he was supposed to be somewhere else. You know, so it's just... Yeah, I, and, and and I was about to just about to say there's a couple of documentaries you could watch and talk about how Jason mm -hmm. Jackson, that Martin Luther King, was yep. going to be assassinated. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, you have to you have to think about it like this: you don't become the most powerful nation on earth without learning some tactics, right? And I think the the best tactic that the government has is to create chaos without action. That's that's mm -hmm. the best tactic you can do. Because then your hands off, you just kind of let whatever the organization or entity or country or wherever you're fooling with implode. We right. they, they've learned it. You know, you you go to enough wars, you learn you, you're not going to beat them from the outside. You got to beat them from the inside. And yeah. 
And any and anytime people are trying to organize, you have to go after the power structure. Cut the head, the body will follow. Mm-hmm. And that's that's basically what has happened. And we've been struggling to organize anything uh, ever since. Uh, that's that's actually authentically black, um, and not to be confused with that fake black movement that's going on right now, known as Black Lives Matter. But yeah, I uh, cannot. Lives matter. That's, that's, that's just me. I, I, no, it's not just you. I, I I I can't fucking stand the Black Lives Matter organization because it's it's fake. Uh, and and that's just putting it lightly. That's putting it very lightly. I I think it's um it's a movement. Uh, what well, it's 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 a tactic that's been used. Uh, actually all throughout you know our modern history to whenever there is a movement or something to be done blacks are always the shield on the front lines or and used as um as the shield for for the movement so if there's wars to be fought who do you put on the front we've always been on the front so and if there's any type of political movement you know we talked about it uh in the last pod and honestly in pods uh, before that, before the last one, we're, we're just the football in, in their game. Uh, and anytime they want to, you know, progress as far as the liberals or anytime they want to uh, stand on whatever they want to stand on as far as conservatives, black people are always used as the either a main talking point or a mobilizing force because they just know how to mobilize us. Um, and, and again, that's just putting it lightly. Uh, I'll I'll go off for an hour talking about how much I think the Black Lives Matter organization is trash because even <laughs> still, just they've raised so much money, and I have yet to see one black community affected, or one black entity, or something that affects you know black people in their community. And they raised billions; they got billions of dollars out of us, and it went straight to the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'll, I'll just leave it there. Y'all can say what y'all want to say, but yeah. <laughs> Black Lives Matter is the modern day Judas. I'll, I'll put it like that. Exactly. That's, that, that's how I feel. But Black yeah. Lives Matter is the modern day move, is the modern day Judas. And it's cloaked to show us, to blind us to think that they're really for us. Mm-hmm. And it's not. But but that's, we, that's what Malcolm X said. You know, we talked about that yesterday. We, that's what Malcolm X said. Just that there's a fox among you you know you we're black but you're dealing with foxes and wolves and they have a different measure of destroying you they have a different measure of hating you you know yeah we're, we're all aware but uh let's just be honest everyone's not coming down the street riding toward uh you know approaching us on horseback with white sheets okay but we we, we know what they're about we know their stance like but it's the one that acts like they're your ally that acts like they're your friend but they do each and everything to get you to mobilize with this call that call do this do that vote here vote there vote there and then do absolutely nothing for you oh so now foxes and wolves that's that's how i feel and it's that's why i will i am uh very much so as you mentioned in which malcolm x taught a lot just Look to self. We we know exactly what we're dealing with now, so there's no need to, you know, continue to complain about shit. 
or to just get all out of whack. Oh my God, this clerk is racist. Uh, uh, now I'm going to videotape you and say, oh my God, I can't believe you're so racist and I hope you lose your job. Nah, I ain't got time for that. Well, let me go find a black owned business anyway. Or just, oh my God, you, you say I can't wear my Air Forces in this restaurant? You're so racist. Pull out my phone. Complain on social media. I ain't got time for that. Well, fuck it. I'll find a black owned business to do business with. I'm like, just, I, I ain't I don't got time to, for the sensationalism anymore. If you don't like me, cool. Uh, what what you feel about me and your hate towards me or whatever prejudice you have towards me or people that look like me that's none of my business exactly. and I'm, I'm just i'm i'm tired of of the sensationalized thing oh my god look at this person they're so racist <gasps> okay fuck them fuck them all right i'm done, <laughs> I'm done. so all right so so we'll we'll get into a, a little bit of rigidity so like th- this is black history month and you know, this is supposed to be um, it, it's it's supposed to be the month where we celebrate, uh, you know, the, the black excellence and the achievements that, that I hate people black, of color. What's up? I hate black history month. You hate black history month. Uh, history month. Uh, yep. See, oh, see, I, I, I want you to hold on to that. Hold on to that, because th- there is a topic about that, that that we're going to get into. But for now, I want to show. <laughs> In some of these instances that we haven't really been showing black excellence this month. And there seems to be a, a, a challenge and a movement that is really, really not showing us to be in the best of light. And it had to happen right in black history month. And I think it's COINTELPRO. So I'm going to show you, <laughs> check out this and let me know what you think about it. I think by now everybody knows the story and the curious case of Gorilla Glue Girl. The girl who put a video out about a week or so ago uh, saying that she used Gorilla Glue to lay her hair down and it was stuck that way for a month. So after a couple of videos of her going viral of trying to get her hair uh, undone, finally going to the hospital. She finally was offered to have the procedure done by a a doctor out in California. She lives in Louisiana to get that glue out of her hair. Uh, Thankfully, he was able to save her hair uh, because he's apparently really good at his job, did it for free. um, And, you know, since then, the story has taken off and she is a viral sensation right now. But unfortunately, it sparked a lot of other things to happen as well. People who wanted to join in this now Gorilla Glue Challenge to where there's other people who use Gorilla products for various parts of the body. There's the chick who used Gorilla tape on her private parts to try to wax and, yeah, put her in excruciating pain. And the random aspiring rapper who did not believe what happened to Gorilla Glue Girl was really real so he decided to do a challenge all by himself to where he put gorilla glue around a cup stuck it to his face and now he is at the hospital having his face peeled off to get this cup unglued from his face so what, <laughs> what do you think about this boy they they ain't never played with super glue before i guess god dang that stuff is sticky <laughs> Like, you don't even want to get that on your finger. You get it on your fingers, your fingers be stuck together. This is what we know. And I'm just, I, I just wondered, like, okay. Because I'm working here today. 
Yeah, I was like, what? what is... Okay, some people were trying to defend this. Like, nah, there's actually Gorilla uh, products that's for, for hair. There's Gorilla hair products and la, 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 la. I cool. I haven't seen any Gorilla hair products. Nah, However, see, I don't, I don't buy how, that. Exactly. However. But, uh, that, that is true because Gorilla Snot, I've used Gorilla Snot in my hair before, but you can, <laughs> you can literally tell that it's a different type of product. They don't sell. Right. They don't even sell Gorilla Glue at the hair store. It don't, exactly. It's not I'm even there. You got to go right. to a hardware department to get that. That's what I'm saying. Like even still, you will have to go to a completely different section of the store to get this. So, exactly. Say you went to Walmart. Oh, I'm in the hair section. I don't see my Gorilla Snot. So I go all the way to the to the Home Depot. Hardware. Say the hardware <laughs> section yeah. and pick up some Gorilla Glue. And think, oh, this will do the trick. She knew what it was. She just didn't know what the outcome was going to be. Or maybe she did. I don't know. Sometimes people do stuff just to be doing stuff. You know, for a minute, people were eating those Tide Pods or whatever. Oh, God, yeah. So, like, I, I don't know. It don't. Yeah. If, if I'm being honest, I think she did it on purpose. That's what I'm kind of. That's kind of what I'm leaning towards. She wanted. I think she some, did it on uh, purpose because publicity. after that, you know, she she blew up. She got pocket in the money. Yeah, she got verified on Twitter, uh, on Instagram, and I think TikTok. You know, she she got she got blue checks everywhere, and she raised like twenty something thousand dollars. However, mm. she did say like it, it was over twenty thousand dollars, but she said she was going to give twenty thousand to the the doctor's charity or whatever that he runs so so she gave like 80 something percent of the money that was raised for her via gofundme she gave that to the doctor that performed the surgery or the procedure for free um so i was like okay i thought i thought that was good you know that was a good thing because if you would have got all this attention then kept 20 plus thousand dollars just to get a haircut then you know but of course, like you know, the 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 thing that but it, it gets even crazier. All right, so you put glue in your head, dumbass. But there was other people that started doing the shit too. Like yeah. the the chick literally used g- gorilla tape on her pussy and tried to wax herself with it. So <laughs> just you you saw when she was hunched over in the corner and it was pouring water on the. <laughs> she needs some milk. She. <laughs> A, I wish I had that. I'm, I'm, next thing I'm gonna invest in, I'm gonna get a soundboard so I can play these these, <laughs> these look. I'm gonna get a little soundboard. Uh, See how she could be that dumb. Uh, yeah. Well, hell, the, the dude, the dude that uh, put the glue on the cup and just stuck it to his face. He's uh, he's 37 years old. Mm. 37 years because he thought it wasn't real. And. Uh, in the actual video where he's like explaining what he was about to do, he was like, nah, all you gotta do is just pull a little liquid on it and it's gonna come right off. Like, have these people never t- know, like, okay. But yeah, I was like, of course I had to do this in Black History Month. I think these are FBI plants to uh, <laughs> to further destroy the black community <laughs> via Gorilla Glue. <laughs> Damn, this plot is diabolical. 
Ooh. Man, man, the white man is the devil. The, the level, <laughs> the level of craziness. You got to be sitting in the room. How can we take these niggas there? Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> Gorilla glue. Gorilla glue. <laughs> I just want to meet the man that came up with that plan. Listen. How can we take them down? One shot, one kill. Listen. You Gorilla know, it's, it's that guy behind the, the, the big rolling chair like in the, that movie Undercover Brother. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> nah, but oh my god, it was um, that was funny. That was funny, but I do want to give some good news for you, Dave Chappelle fans out there. Uh, Chappelle show is back on Netflix, and um, and I for one am happy because I am a huge Dave Chappelle fan. Me too. And uh, oh Max, it's on HBO Max as well. Yeah, yeah. So did the HBO Max ever take it down <clears throat> initially? It, it took it down for a while there, but it was back up there last night. Okay. Soon yeah, as he said, sh- got those millions. He said, put my shit back up, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so he got his they- he got his name back. So he here here's the little uh show that he did. Uh that, you know, to let people know I'm back, bitches. Weeks ago I put a special out. I called it Unforgiven. I told people what my beef was with Comedy Central. I never talked about it. I demanded that the network pay me. Many of my peers laughed at me because that's a ridiculous thing to demand. They said, well, you signed the contract, so what are you even mad about? Here's the thing. I'm very good at minding my own business. And the trick to minding your own business is knowing what is your business? And these people that talk about me, these cowards that rejoice, well, they don't understand what greatness looks like. I never asked Comedy Central for anything. If you remember, I said, I'm going to my real boss, and I came to you, because I know where my power lies. I asked you to stop watching the show, and thank God Almighty for you, you did. You made that show worthless because without your eyes, it's nothing. And when you stopped watching it, they called me. And I got my name back. And I got my license back. And I got my show back. And they paid me millions of dollars. Thank you very much. When I took 12 years off and you put me right back on top when I came back, I couldn't thank you enough. You have kept me free. I have not had to do what so many of my colleagues have to do because of you. I have no idea what dicks taste like. (laughs) 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 But that very last punchline there, also speaks to a very real issue that also goes on in, in Hollywood, right? So, you know, extremely happy for for Dave Chappelle. And, you know, because I, I feel like, you know, for those who are listening and do not know, um, how long ago was it? Maybe like three months ago? Two, three? Maybe four or five. Yeah, okay. What was it about five months? About five months ago, uh, Dave Chappelle, the, the Chappelle show, initially went up on Netflix, HBO, uh, and some other platforms, if I'm not mistaken. 
Uh, basically, he he did not own his show because you know the license that and the contract that he signed basically signed his name and license over to Comedy Central, which then sold it to Viacom. You know, like how my mortgage company keeps changing every other year to some new mortgage company. But I'm like, I'm tired of you. I'm not paying any one of you at all. But you know, of course, I don't want to be out in the street. But I, but. That same way, I find that like absolutely, I just find that ridiculous. But, you know, so he was like, okay, he called on his fans to do a, a boycott for uh, for the show uh, until he can work out something to where he can get his name and his license back, which I believe rightfully so. Um, and uh, honestly, I didn't think it would be done, honestly. Like, I'm really happy for Dave Chappelle, but I didn't think this was going to happen. Um did, did any of you guys think that he would actually get or things would work out this way for Dave Chappelle? Because th- th- this is a, a normal thing in the in Hollywood and especially music. So it's like you, you do all this stuff, but you really don't own it. Well, you know, Dave's reached a, a, a level where he, he can ask for his masters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or ask for the likeness to his name and stuff like that. Now, a guy like Kevin Hart, he's he's probably reached that level as well. But someone like Cat Williams, he's doing the independent. But if he was signed to a label or something like that, he probably wouldn't have the means to ask for his own likeness. You know what I mean? Yeah. People get tied into these contracts not knowing what they are just to make quick money, knowing that they're going to live house to hall. But then once you get older, you start realizing, like, hey, you're raping me. It's a little too late. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, can I play devil's advocate? What's up? So I, I totally agree. And I'm on the entertainer. I'm on the artist side. But and I just want to put this out there. So don't don't come at me when you're a young artist and you're starving. You're in the streets. You're starving. And they dangle this slave contract in front of you. It's literally your life. You're signing your life away to get on. Right. Right. So. Uh, many artists think what they call a 360 deal. A lot of artists get. Mm-hmm. So the, the the way the deal is designed is supposed to give you everything you need to get on, right? And make a little bit of money. But the contract is geared towards the company making real money if you take off, right? right. So I get it. I'm on Dave Chappelle's side, but he signed the contract too. You know, I, right. I, but, I'm but, just saying a deal is a deal. And the only reason the Under- deal is worth so much is because the show took off. Yeah. But he honored his deal too, though. That was the thing. Uh, once you play your contract, you're, you're able to negotiate and say, hey, look, this is what I want. The issue with Dave Chappelle that Rappy also left out was he didn't have, he thought he had more creative power. Power right. over yes. the show. And yeah, when facts. you start to see things go a different way, he was like, hold the fuck. Like, nah, like, you really want me to sort of sell out my people or whatever mm-hmm. or sell myself out to make you guys money? He said, I'm not comfortable with that. But he also said, look, if you give me this amount of money, I can sort of tell the, uh, you know what I'm saying, the straight and mm-hmm. narrow, you know what I mean? But when they said no, they said no. And so yeah. it, they tried to make him look like a crackhead and all of this and yeah. all of that. Like, right. well, fuck y'all. I can go do this on my own. But what happened yep. was all these major companies sort of shut Dave down. So mm-hmm. well, Dave sure. had they poisoned them. But be honest with you, Dave had more leverage than the companies had. Because yeah, that's I, the, I would think so. 
But that's the that's how it works. Leverage, right? The thing is, though, the company we own the companies, and and the words that I'm saying is these companies can put our content, but us as the viewer, if we don't like it or watch it, they won't never make no money. The company right. actually losing money, not keeping Dave Chappelle. They saw how much money it was to be made. They still probably gave Dave Chappelle pennies versus what they're going to make. But sure. Dave Chappelle got what he asked for. Yeah. But here, here's, here's my point. And I, I'm just a conspiracy theorist. If they gave something to someone, then they've already got what they wanted somewhere. They didn't, I, I don't think they took an L anywhere. They're they gonna, didn't take a loss. No, they no, they were taking a loss. That's the point. They when they mm. when people started being like Dave Chappelle, like when it comes to comedians, you know, Dave Chappelle is one of those comedians he has to grow on you. But mm. what he the the style that he has is actually rich in, in taste and it's funny. You know mm. what I'm saying? He, mm -hmm. Think about it. This guy could call you a faggot right now, excuse the FCC, mm -hmm. and he'll still be on air. <laughs> Don't be serious. Yeah, you're you right. Have another comedian yeah. that right now, they're going to be writing in. He's going to be having to apologize. He's going to be taken off the air. Like yep. the, the general public likes Dave Chappelle. And that's just like Kevin Hart. For some reason, to me, I you. Kevin Hart is sort of that goofy funny that doesn't really appeal to me. He does his jokes don't really appeal to me. Right. But he's crossed over to the other side. He's in the, he's he's in that pop chart. Yeah, pop he's in the chart. pop. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? So he's going to always do well. So actually those guys actually have the leverage in their favor because once the viewers start saying, "You know what? You need to bring these guys back and if you don't bring them back, we're going to boycott you." Then, you know, but that brings I, me up to another fact though. Guess who likes Dave Chappelle? Who likes Dave Chappelle? White people. Oh, yep. yeah. Because <laughs> that's where yep. the money is. They don't give a damn about black people boycotting their show, but white Because mm -hmm. if they say, oh, but these blacks, they'll still watch them. But when mm -hmm. white people say they going to do something, you damn West best friend, sure, it's going to get done. It's going to get done. Boycott, and they boycott for real. You know what I mean? Yep. Well, here's my, here's my thing do. on my conspiracy, because you, you see this a lot, and I use Prince. For example, you know, Prince made albums and the studio wouldn't release them unless he gave up X amount of the whatever the, the, the royalties are. I think it's called royalties, right? No, they right. didn't. No, they, they didn't want royalties when it came to Prince. They wanted, they wanted, Prince wanted creative control. Yeah, control. He had already owned the masters and royalties to certain songs, but uh -huh. he didn't know that he didn't like the first album that Prince had that took off was Purple Rain. He didn't own the masters and royalties to that. And once he fulfilled his contract to Warner Brother, he was telling them, okay, now I'm going to get out. And he they gave him what he wanted, but he went back and started asking for the masters and royalties to his older, to his older stuff. And then mm -hmm. everybody wouldn't want to didn't want to release his music is because they wanted creative control. They wanted Prince to just like with any artist, Raphael could have a bumping CD. Yep. If it's like if they say, okay, well, Raphael, we don't think this music right here is going to sell, but this single right here, you put this out and we can make you a ton of money. You see what I'm saying? But mm -hmm. Raffi can come back and say, well, nah, that's not my stilo. That's not my style. I, I want my, I want this album to represent me. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now, all the record company has got to do is say, well, we've been doing this a couple years. You're a new starving artist. You're trying to get on. We don't want to fool with you no more. You Pretty see much. What but I like Prince, who's done made albums since the seventies. He had leverage. You see, yeah. 
Well, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just on the other end of this thing. I, I'm not much of an artist, as you can tell. I don't have a lot of yeah. uh, uh, music catalogs going on, but I do know money. And money is all about Look at Mike Jackson. Look well, at Mike Jackson. He, 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 owned the right, he owns the Beatles catalog. Sure. Yep. You know how much money that's worth? <laughs> Sure, Michael never owned the. You know what? That's one artist with as high as much as he sold. He never owned his own royalties and masters. Michael, he was, he was fighting Sony for that. Right yeah. now, this goes back to my original point. So when you get these artists, there's always this: the company has to take a chance on you, kind of thing, because yeah. there's always a chance they could give you X amount of money and your music don't take off, right? Yeah, but we're talking so what they what they do what they do to ensure they sell right. They want the rights to the music. They want control. So if it takes off, they can control it and make the majority of the money. Not, so when ne you, not necessarily. They they won't. They won't. They want to give you pennies on sales. Like they, they, the mm -hmm. royalties, royalties is what you're going to get on the back end. Once you're once let let's say Rappy puts out his album, it sells. Now, okay, he wants to keep making residual off of that album for years to come. So every time one of Rappy's singles play, he's going to get paid. Where the mm -hmm. record company only wants to give him pennies on millions. And they want right. to split the penny in, in percentages. Rappy wants to own his own royalties. That's how... Right. Do, do you know but, how much royalties cost? But that's, but that's my point. Go ahead. If, if I'm the label, right, I'm looking at that future money, too. I got to give you mm -hmm. just enough to stay comfortable so you will work and create this explosive music, right? But I don't want to give you the bigger piece of the pie. So my, right. my goal is to dangle the carrot in front of you because you don't have anything. You don't have an out. You don't have a home. So I'm going to put 200000 500000 a million-dollar contract. I'm going to give you a million dollars cash because I've already done the statistics. Yep. I've already done the dry runs. Yep. I've already seen where it's going to go. I'm going to take that investment. Now, I'm going to give you this million dollars cash, but I'm going to own the majority of the royalty. Because right? it's, it's, it's easier because I do understand exactly where you're coming from, Craig, cause, and that's how they reel in a lot of the artists. So artists. just go, going back to Dave Chappelle's story when he was like, you know, yeah, I signed a contract, but it's like, but he was starving. You know, a starving artist, you know, just just as you would imagine any starving artist to be just just down on his luck and just needed that break and then you dangled this this contract to where i'm gonna give you a million dollars from a labor perspective i'm gonna give you a million because i know this is going to make me 50 million yeah and that, now we're talking business yeah and so it's like okay i know it's gonna make me 50 so yeah. only thing i'm gonna have is and this basically as you saw this uh these companies do Whenever and however I want to, I'm going to put your likeness, your name, your product, wherever I want to, wherever I feel like it's going to make money for me, regardless of if you around or if you give me permission or not. I own it. I own and, and that's in the jargon. I own your likeness. Right. And it's just so much of, you know, liking this to like the, the juke joints, so to speak, where. The where the artists, the, the black artists would come in, they would dance and sing their ass off, but then they got a scurry on out the back door and and they still gotta go to that four-colored only bathroom and restaurant. But it's 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 the same thing essentially. It's like because I own you. And, right. and 
everything about you in this persona as an artist is it's it belongs to me so that's why you know someone like prince all of a sudden went by the artist formerly known as prince because just prince himself was owned someone else you know they own he can't he can't do a show and say right prince in the new generation because someone else owns that exactly right so now the artist now, so formerly known as prince right i so, can do whatever i want to now right so, so here's you know, my and, conspiracy and, so when mm-hmm. prince is first starting he's working out of a garage you know he's living off somebody's couch his money is not where it needs to be right mm-hmm. they hear yep. his music they offer him this deal right now mm-hmm. when you young you don't understand those aspects of the business so you right. take what you can get. You take what you can see. I can see this check they about to cut me. See, Prince mm-hmm. wasn't doing all that arguing in the beginning because he needed the platform. Oh, whoa, whoa. whoa. Come on now. Come yeah. on now. Prince was. Prince did. Uh, yeah, they, I, pro- yeah. they put the promises in his contract that after he fulfilled his contract, he could get his royalties and masters. And they didn't hold Warner Brothers. They didn't, they didn't hold, hold up their, to it. They didn't hold up their end of the bargain. That's why he wrote Slave on his cheek. Because mm-hmm. he was basically being anti-establishment. And what makes it so bad, they was like, well, we're not going to push your music, Prince. And Prince still sold a million. He still went platinum on that album. Mm-hmm. So they seen that Prince was a valuable commodity. So, like, I agree with what you're saying, Craig, but that doesn't work for every artist, though. You see right. Like, yeah, you know, it, it doesn't artists. work, like, because the, the, the example you're giving is Prince. But that's Prince. Yeah, that's you know what I'm Prince. Saying? But, like, just, just to every other artist... That comes along with any type of promise, you know, they they may not have Prince's influence, or they may not be a yeah. Dave Chappelle because, like, we're talking about the Dave Chappelle, the Kevin Hart's, the Princes, the Michael Jacksons of yeah. the world, you know. But and I just but average Joe, like what Craig is saying, I agree. But yeah, yeah and Prince and Michael Jackson, Prince came in at the same time Michael Jackson did, and mm-hmm. they wanted Prince. That's why major labels were fighting over Prince. Mm-hmm. When he first came out, he wasn't signed, and they promised him that he because Prince, Prince's uh, mom, him and Morris Day, and um, God, what's the guy that was uh, over Janet Jackson for a long time? Um, um, Reed. Yeah, well, he was the, one of those guys. He was. Yeah. He was. One of, he's either the L or the A in the read. <laughs> but, <laughs> he was a fan, and he and he and he started advocating for Prince and finding their record deal. So they were pretty knowledgeable. Now okay. Michael Jackson is different because he started when he was five, and his dad was over his finances. But when Michael Jackson went to be a solo artist, he fulfilled his contract as well. And that brings me to my conspiracy spirit, conspiracy, conspiracy. <laughs> spirit uh source right here when i check in and say you know i know i totally messed all that up but i think sony had michael jackson killed i think Warner brothers had brother. <laughs> yeah. no, i'm being yeah, yeah. i'm being serious because you don't understand what they were about to lose and michael jackson was coming out telling people like dude this is what they're doing they tried mm-hmm. to destroy michael jackson for years yep years and, and, and that's a conspiracy i i often give an ear to i'm like exactly. yeah, because i understand and just you know on a on a much 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 smaller scale you know i've i've experienced it to a degree you know i've never taken them but um it's it's just they understand this these companies 
it is it still works as slavery exactly. you know but it's it's you dealing with contracts and bindings that they never want to let you go from because they know essentially i own you everything about you i own and when you finally say i want to be free because i understand that when i'm i am free i make my own money i i i can have all of this and do it for myself then they will throw hell at you like that's the same energy that the south had when it was like no we're gonna free these slaves like no the hell you ain't we're gonna secede from the whole fucking country to keep all these right. slaves all because right, so even still because even still if if we're in i'm just uh okay another hot take another hot, my my son wants to come in come in man come here Come here. He's he's knocking on the door. <laughs> Paisan. Come here, come here, man. Over here knocking at the door. I'm I'm still gonna, gonna play hello? devil's advocate today. Say hello. Say hello. Hey, buddy. Going on, nephew. What's up, man? Say hello. Hey, Sissy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's bringing in uh -huh. reinforcements. Uh-huh. All right, man. Go play. Say bye-bye. Bye. Bye, buddy. Be good. Let me play devil's advocate, Rafi. All right. I, what's up? Maybe I'm not on the right side of this mm -hmm. equation, you know, because I, I, I kind of feel like, and maybe I'm wrong. I know y'all going to mm -hmm. jump me, but I feel like the company's offering you something. They're not forcing you to do anything. No, they're look, not. You, look, you got a sound. We think your sound is worth something. We want to invest in it. We want to put you on a contract and supply you with what you need to go forward. And then people take the deal. So maybe I'm not understanding the dynamics, how this is supposed to work, because it seems like well, it's such a, a slave cattle drive. But it seems like they're offering you a service. You have the option to take it or not take it. And then when you take it, they provide the service. Then you realize, oh, I really didn't need you to control everything about my music career because I'm super talented and able to make this own money. So now yeah. I want you to stop your services, even though I made a deal and a contract with you, so I can make my own money. That's what it sounds well, like to the, me. That's the 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 part of it because which now is is changed so so much now to where you know all, all an artist got to do is stream their own music. That's why this is like the age of the independent artist now. But back then, for you to, to make it as a musician or as a music artist, you had to go through these companies. Right. So these companies were basically they they knew they had they had all the leverage. They right? were the gatekeepers. Like they, they, they knew that they had all the power and you need us a hell of a lot more than we need you. So so we're going to offer you this contract and we will do these things for you. It's essentially signing a deal with the devil. Because right. you're you're literally selling your soul, so to speak, because everything about you will become mine. Right. And you you will get the exposure, you'll get the fame, you even get a little bit of money. But when it comes to the money you make, you may make a million, but as I said before, I'm making 50 plus million off of the very same thing. So it's like, well, that's not necessarily fair. But then a lot of times it was like, okay. For me to even get in the game, I got to take this type of deal. 
fulfill my contract, and then I can renegotiate and come back to the table. But uh, but then sure. a lot of times when these artists go back to the table and renegotiate, they realize the 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 whole entire thing changed because now you're talking about owning things for yourself, and and now you know I, I i will all that the machine that we have behind you we will now use that machine to stop you and 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 that machine is a vast and powerful machine and all it takes is from rumor to put that machine to get started right i.e i know this is off subject but mm-hmm. bill cosby didn't rape them women oh no <laughs> i don't believe it either <laughs> i you I know what okay i i agree this was the 70s quaaludes were a thing that's not even it. You know, Bill, Bill Cosby was about to buy parts of NBC that they didn't want him to have. Right. This is, this is, this is, and that's fast. Also, the house that Bill Cosby uh, owned is on an oil, on a, on a oil field. Yep. And they've asked him several times to move so they could drill there, offered him millions for him to mm-hmm. move. He couldn't move. So I think a little bit of more about Bill Cosby. Come on, man. 83 years old. Man, I've seen guys. Man, they won't even go arrest him. They won't even go arrest Emmett Till's murder. Nope. I mean, come on, man. Craig, 83 nope. years old. Come on, think about it, man. That that's well, like that's that's he's a po- he's a positive black icon. If you're exactly. gonna tear people down, you tear the icons down. Yeah, exactly. Tear the tear yep. the image. Tear exactly. the image down. Yep. I mean, is Harvey Weinstein in jail? No. Nope. They just go. Nope. They and just so, go, they arrest who they wants to. Yep. Shit, Donald Trump just got out of a damn. <laughs> his what is this? His third or fourth impeachment? He knew he was getting out of there. Oh, yeah, he knew. He, he knew. Yeah. Uh, if he you had if a half-ass lawyer, would have said, "Well, you know what? Damn. I mean." How did he incite him? Yeah. He made him do it? Yep. I mean, a half-ass lawyer could have got him out of that. Got him out of that. But nah. Well, let's let's talk on that for just a second. Yeah, what's up? So so what we're talking about is First First Amendment rights, right? Freedom of speech. Yeah, but there's a clause in it, right? You, You can't have any speech that creates violence. And the simplest example I can give you is you go to a crowded movie theater and you yell out fire, right? Uh-huh. You have you have freedom of speech, but your speech can't incite people to create chaos. But what, so, did, he, but what did he say that was insightful? He told them to go down and take the Capitol. I'll be there with you. We're not going to let them steal this election from us. I'll be there with you. Democrats said the same thing. Who? Democrats said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I and, and you and you know what hurt you know what put the foot in their in their mouths. Do <laughs> you know what so what's so good about technology these days? It saves every fucking thing that you yep. do and say. Yep. Yeah, and all that lawyer had to do was go put up there with Nancy Pelosi, uh, Warren. Uh, what's the black lady's name? Um, Maxine Waters. Maxine Waters went mm-hmm. off. They said the same thing, Craig. The exact same thing. Yeah, but it didn't. It didn't incite violence. It did. Do we not remember? Do we not remember what happened during George Floyd's death? Not because of the Democrats' now, words. Oh, it don't matter. 
that's the same thing, Craig. No, no, stop, no, wait, stop, stop. Not the, they're not, say it's the no, same they're thing. not the same thing. It's, it's comparable if they want to but, try to but, use it in the it, court of law just it, for, for jargon's sake. It's not even comparable. It is. The, the only difference, Craig, is they didn't make it inside of the Capitol, but they were on the Capitol. The, Washington was destroyed. I mean, you can see you, all the photos were on CNN and Fox News. Well, Washington was destroyed. Like, I don't think they stormed any capital because they had they had when when Black Lives Matters and, and those protests uh were going on, uh they had the National Guard on every last one of them steps waiting. It's like and I, they were waiting for y'all to, to come on down, step step your rebellious toe on this grass. Exactly. We're gonna mow every last one of y'all down. Exactly. But but even still, it it, it wasn't the the violence that you saw that day that you saw that like these mofos were smearing shit on the walls and pissing <laughs> on the floors they, inside the capital. They uh, like, the only thing you have to say, Raffy, is they got inside of the U.S. Yep, capital got, period. No, 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 no. They were let inside exactly. of the U.S. capital. Yeah, like. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, but what? I, but referring back to Craig, though, Craig, if I tell you to, hey guys, they're trying to take your rights. Black Lives Matter. We're going to get justice for George Floyd. We're going to get justice for Breonna Taylor. Breonna Taylor, go back and take your rights now. Show them that who you are. Show them your power. Go down there. Then I go tell Raffi. You know what? They're trying to steal this election. They're trying to infringe on your rights. They're, basically, what he was saying is white people are becoming the minorities, and you need to take your country back. I both told y'all the same thing in different vernacular, and y'all mm-hmm. both reacted the same way. Yep. You see what I'm saying? So that's all that lawyer did. He just showed how Waters, uh, Warren, Biden, uh, uh, Kamala Harris. Uh, I mean, they had Kamala Harris on there on the on the uh, Ellen DeGeneres show talking about how she wanted to shoot Republicans in the face if she was in the same <laughs> elevator with them. Well, I mean, come on, man. But that she's not but she's that. not telling people to go do it. He was telling them to go to the cap. Because I, I think it was a little different than the, the only thing where I I, I disagree oh. a little bit on is is the fact that they, they were taking, you know, various clips and, and sound bites from what they were saying. But when it came to Trump this was a message that was given for damn near six months. A four six years. months. Yeah, I, yeah, you're right, for a year. So it just did this entire rhetoric and it just kept inflaming people, inflaming people, inflaming, inflaming people to the point where when he gave that last address, that was the, the, the that was the gun to go. You know, they, they, they've been on the starting line ready. Get yeah. ready, inform, or you mark, get set. He gave that speech. It was like, we're going to go down to the Capitol. I'm coming with you. Lie. Nigga got up. Nigga lied. He was like, I'm coming with you. There was nowhere to be found. But they went down to that Capitol and and did what they did. And it just like, that that was what, what makes it different. Because then you saw, you just saw straight up, you know, unhinged, misguided, confused, delusional people under a directive, following a directive. So it's like, okay, a toppled car, I I don't think should be comparable or, but because even then, 
like, and this is not even me, you know, defending the Black Lives Matter protest, but the overwhelming majority of any type of quote unquote violence was one instigated by law enforcement or were uh, instigated no, or started by by other interest groups within within the crowd. And so I, I agree with you on that point. Uh-huh. My, what my point was, and I'm trying to say is, uh-huh. when you both they both use rhetoric that incited people. You see what I'm saying? Right. And the whole the whole maybe I'm wrong, but the whole trial was based on him inciting a riot. Yes, but no, see that it, it, it's a little bit different because it no, wasn't he, necessarily he, inciting a riot. It was, it was a, inciting insurrection. insurrection because it and it was that context of okay, well BLM they were, you know, they were protesting and and other people among the crowd and some of them. I'm not gonna act like they were all angels, you know. <laughs> basically, police brutality, systemic oppression, racism, la 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 la. All right, cool. You wanted to, on the other hand. This was an attempted coup because you just didn't like how a free and fair election that was proven time and time again, there was no voter fraud. Your own appointed people came and said, no, there's no fraud here. Department of Homeland Security was like, no, this is probably the most secure election we've had in the history of our country. And you fired all of them. As soon as they said, nah, there's nothing here. Trump's like, you're fired. Got him out of there. But hey, let me interrupt you right quick. Right uh-huh. now. This shit is so funny to me. <laughs> it's still people think that Trump is going to be is still going to be president like next week. Like they, this, they, 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 like they really do think that Trump. These is QAnon motherfuckers. These QAnon yeah. motherfuckers are, bro. It, it's honestly scary when you think about it. It is because it. Th- th- this is like religious zealot type level. Yes, like. Yeah. Because they still think that Trump is either going to get the president a presidency tomorrow. He's going to like I don't know, drop kick Joe Biden or something, yeah. and just take it from him. Uh, Macho Man Randy Savage elbow dropping from the top rope or something, and then ha, I'm president again, bitches. Or they think that uh, in 2024 he's going to run and take the and take the presidency again. But the Democrats are going to hand it to him if he does, because the more you go after Trump. The more his the the more Trump escapes whatever the hell traps you set. Listen, and he escapes them. You're yeah. gonna hand him the presidency in 2024. That's why. Is, that's why they tried to impeach him so he wouldn't be eligible to run. Great, right. but they the impeachment didn't work. That's what. But point. it didn't work. Like that. That's the thing. Like why? I, I wonder why did they even go along with it? Because again, you know it has to go to the Senate. And you know the sin is going to shoot it down, but you did it anyway. Did it any fucking way? Now he looks like the martyr to these people. Like he can't be, he's like the real Teflon fucking duck. I guarantee. Yeah. I guarantee you, if Trump runs in 2024, and I hope this is recorded, and it's going to be time marked and everything. If they keep fucking with Trump in 2024, Trump's going to be president. Yep. And then he could go for another term after that. He could be the first president to be served for time. Yep. With three terms, because I would go a little bit further. Say what you say, Craig. I want to say up, uh, somebody has done three terms. Has they someone were, done three terms? Yeah. Oh. Yes. Uh, uh, who was the president during World War Two? Dwight D. Eisenhower. He didn't serve. Th- he didn't. He Eisenhower. Did. Eisenhower was fifth in the fifties. Um, mm. Not Lyndon B. Johnson. Um, 
not Coolidge. Uh, Harry S. Truman. Was it Harry S. Truman? No, Teddy Roosevelt. It was Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Roosevelt. Yep, okay. it was. Te- it was. It was Teddy. So Teddy Roosevelt served three terms. Mm-hmm. I think he served four. Four. Yeah, he served. He did four. Well, that was during wartime. So yeah, yeah, it was during wartime. You was doing a wartime. They couldn't really do nothing then. But, but, I'm hell, but hell, you you think Trump wouldn't incite? Because hell, he, he almost started a civil war because, you know, that's what those conservatives were, were gearing up for. It's about to be a civil war. We're ready. And Proud I, boys, and that's we're why, here. That's why you have to go back to the analogy of if you're in a crowded movie theater and you yell out the words fire, you're responsible for those actions. Now, mm-hmm. did he directly tell them, Go and kill and take the capital, not directly, but he indirectly instructed them to commit acts of violence. So yep. at some point, as the president of the United States, the most powerful man in the world, you have to be held accountable for your words and your actions because your words can change economies, it can change countries, it can change the dynamic of the globe. And I don't understand as a people why we don't hold him accountable. I, I agree, but unfortunately, there's about 74 million people who don't feel that way. <laughs> so, I think all checks and balances because checks yep. and balances wouldn't have been a place Trump would have got impeached. Uh, yep. So, so you know. yep. And, and as long as that Mitch motherfucking McConnell is up in that Senate house. The Grin Reaper. <laughs> and, and as long as Senator A.G. A- Barr is in the damn yep. building. Yep. They knew what they were doing when they, they knew exactly back. what they were doing. They know exactly, like Nikki Haley know what she's doing. She's gonna yep. run for president sooner or later. Yep. So she everybody all the Republicans, all most Republicans see they're playing a fucking game with the people. Of yep. course. Exactly. Yep. Some some are relieving Trump, but they're not really like, half the white motherfuckers really like what Trump was doing. Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh, it's just that they knew that they weren't gonna be a because the thing with COVID is what really hurt Trump. It wasn't yep. Black Lives Matter, it wasn't George Floyd, it wasn't none of that other shit. COVID is what hurt Trump. Because yep. at the end of the day, white people feel some type of way about COVID, whether they whether they want to admit it or not. You know what I'm saying? And well, when he, right. hid, he hid what was going on exactly. and what was the national response. Because you got yep. you got the ones that are going to be like, man, you're infringing on my rights. I'm going to wear my mask. I'm not wearing a damn mask. I mean, it's 99% proved. I'm like, but well, this bitch just died from it. What about her? She didn't damn it. I mean, he wasn't supposed to uh, survive it or whatnot. So I was like, you know, they don't believe anything. So you got those, but you got most of the people that that see what's going on, like healthcare workers and stuff like that. It was like, dang, man, you just like literally just lied to the American people for no reason. Yep. And the way you can sugarcoat it, these deaths didn't have to be like this. So mm-hmm. that's what really hurt Trump. Yep, I agree. I, I really think hurt. I think it was CNN. I could be wrong, but they quoted Trump. As to committing twelve thousand two hundred seventy-one lies throughout his political career, <laughs> and it's only been four years. I, you, you know the fact checkers have been working overtime. Yeah, yeah. Trying to keep up. But all right, let's we, we're gonna we're gonna shift a little bit because I wanted to get uh, Eric's take on Black History Month. So I, I want to show y'all something, and I and I, I need to get your. <laughs> I, I need to get your your opinion on this. So go ahead, um, Black Messiah. Tell us what you think. Let's see the video. <laughs> no, don't do that. So nah, I, I, I'm not gonna show a video, but uh, 
Dude, I give, I give you my opinion real quick. So again, I, I, I'm a conspiracy theorist. You know, like anytime they give us something. Uh huh. All right. So check this out. This is Nigerian immigrant Austin Changi. I probably pronounced his last name wrong, mm -hmm. but he's going to run for the governor of Michigan. Uh, I believe in 2022, and he came out last week, and he had this quote that I will cancel Black History Month in Michigan. It's offensive, unfair, maybe illegal. Americans from all backgrounds deserve revered history. I'll declare it American History Month. What do you Afri think about that? African-American history is American history. Exactly. So that's what uh -huh. I was going to say. I wouldn't take it as far as what he said about... I, I just don't agree with Black History Month because it it, it it sort of takes away from who we are as American people. Back uh -huh. after Black history is American history. Hell, it's all of American history. Yep. But what he was, I don't know if he's trying to say that it's offensive to black people or is this offensive to white people or is it offensive to what? Like, what, what is it offensive to? What? That's the question that I, I'm getting ready to ask. It's just when he says it's offensive, unfair, and maybe illegal. Offensive, unfair, and maybe illegal to who exactly? To black because, people or to the people that we know that he, he's running his campaign for? I, he's trying to get the white vote in Michigan. This is this is all this is is political bolstering. That's all it is. Uh-huh. That's yeah. all he's trying to do. He's trying to get the white vote. But 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 the thing about it is though, when when, when Raffi asked me my opinion when, uh, about Black History, like I said, Black History is American history, so I think they ought to do it Black History Month because you're not even teaching the kids nothing about it anyway. If you taught American right. history the right way, then you will automatically be teaching Black History. Exactly. So there's no need for a Black History Month. It just diminishes and minimizes who we are as a people and what we have done in America. For the past 400 to 500 years and the two or three hundred thousand years before that and uh you know that's that's just my take on um black history i've never been a a, a big a big black history guy I, I mean of course during the month of uh, black history i do take time to teach my kids other stuff but i teach them that they're black every day your black history doesn't mm -hmm. in, in february you're going to be black in march you're going to be black in april and uh -huh. What you're not gonna, what you're gonna do is, uh, is gonna keep growing and evolving. And so, yeah, to me, I think Black Black History Month should be taken off the books. I think, I just think a, a real, real American history ought to be taught. I mean, I know when you tell a lot of people that they say, "Nah, we gotta have something. We got if we if we if we take that away, what is it for us?" And you know, well, you know, teacher starts in the home. You know, mm -hmm. the history books already tell lies. The history books are written by the winners. Black people. Yep. Winners in the sixties, set fifties, four fifties, forties, thirties, twenties, eighteen hundreds. We wasn't the winners, so right. now it's the time where we should be starting to push and fight. Like you know, let's teach real American history. Let's talk about the real Atlantic slave trade. Why was slavery started? You get guys telling me. I know it's some white guys right now that don't even know why the fuck the Civil War was started. They tell me states rights, bitch. It was it's state rights, state rights, the old slaves. Yep. <laughs> right. So you know, well, the Arabic put uh, the black people sold black people into slavery. No, bitch, that's what war is. The that's Indians what war put is. Indians in slavery. But so even still, the the <laughs> slavery that was that they had in Africa was not the slavery that y'all implemented in, in the America. in the Americas. So that slavery 
the slavery they had over there in Africa, it was more akin to indentured servitude. To where th- th- there was, it, it was more like a prison sentence to where for X amount of time, or X amount of years, this is who you uh, belong to. This is where you were a slave to. But after that time was up, you were sent back home. That's what, that's the type of slavery they had over there. But exactly. it wasn't the type of shit that y'all was doing over here. The exactly. cruelty so like, of it. Right. So it's like, you know, it's, it's different little nuances and context that they always want to leave out. Well, I was talking with some random person who didn't even live in America, but she was just racist just to be racist. So like, well, you know, one of the most successful uh, slave owners was a black man. So what they got to do with the institution of slavery and racism? So what? So it's like that's how they always had to justify things. That's mm-hmm. I was like I was like so like well are, are do you go to uh, a Jew and and be like well did you know there was actually a Jew that was actually helping the Gestapo round up Jews for for the Nazis? Like no, what, yes. what? goddamn he was gonna get shot in the back. Of yeah, head. so it's like <laughs> what 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 effect does that have or you know epiphany does that have against the the horrors of the Holocaust or the horrors? Of slavery in America, but that's that they do that type of shit all the time. They think, well, if we have that one black person that did it, then that justifies it. It justifies everything. Well, this black person did it, so what? You think we're a monolith? We all think the same. Like you know, all throughout history, we always had that one. There's always that, that they, Judas. That's, you that's had all that they Judas. That's that one, and that's all they one. needed. But but that's great. I honestly think uh, I, I agree 100 with Eric. I think Black history should be taught year round because you're going to have to uh, is as you said uh, in the old African proverb until the lion learns to write, the story will always glorify the hunters. Exactly. So far the story and history has always glorified the hunters. And the only time, you know, even the, the, the attempt to implement black history, which was first started as black history week, it started with noble intentions, but I just think that, it does kind of separates us as if, all right, everybody, let's just stop for a minute and, and take the time to let's just recognize these black people. They did some stuff too. But, you know, understand that if y'all taught American history truthfully and right, you understand that we are probably the most important part of American history. One, we built the country and all of these things in your very home right now was invented by a black person. And I don't think that you should just cram all this stuff into the shortest month of the year because we are just as American, if not more American than you. Exactly. you know, so, you know, so that's just how I feel about it. But I think his, you know, I'll cancel black history. I think, I think that's pandering to, to his base because I, I don't think he's being genuine though. Exactly. So I, I agree with the sentiment, but I don't think he's being genuine. Yeah. So he, he he's a, He's he from Nigeria. Somebody. He done hustled somebody to get to where right. he is anyway. So, you know, and, and and that's not even touching on the the uh the perspectives when you're dealing with black people as far as black immigrants and African descendants of slaves of, you know, that the, they come up here with a very very different perspective and ideology that often clashes with black people. Uh, yeah. And there's different reasons for that. And we can get into that to a little later, but I agree. I, I I don't I don't care for a Black History Month. Our history should be taught in American history truthfully, as as a curriculum in these schools, and especially not as an elective, you know, for you to bullshit through college with. So, you know, that's all I think about that. 
<laughs> so, oh, and, and that's that's the same reason, you know, they had this whole uproar about um, y'all heard about the Utah school that um, was allowing parents to opt their children out of the, the Black History Month <laughs> curriculum. You know? So it's like if history was taught the way that it needed to be taught, you wouldn't have to give your 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 people that option because it would be taught as it needed to be taught. So that's it. That's it. So uh, you know, I'll 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 stop my my black panthering for for the day. But <laughs> uh, don't stop. Did y'all get my, my phone about to die? <laughs> uh, see, nigga, I told y'all about charge. I need hey, y'all to invest. It ain't me. It ain't me. I'm good. I got a full battery. My fault. <laughs> So nah, I'm 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 a I'm a buy y'all that that little that laptop I was telling y'all about. I got, I got my MacBook and I got my uh. So on, I'm so real because down. I I yeah. ordered one for myself just to see what it was like. I was like, all right, it's a hundred dollars. Okay, it got to be, you know. But um, I'm, I'm it comes with a, a webcam, I think. But we'll talk about this off off, off live. But <laughs> um, that's all I had. I mean, anything y'all y'all want to go over? Any, 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 any bones y'all need to pick? Uh, we'll get to them next time. I appreciate you for having gotcha, me. Gotcha, gotcha. So, we're going to go I, ahead and drop I, this I'm here. I kicked Craig's ass last week. I kicked his ass again. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, we're going to start keeping score then. That's what you want to do. <laughs> yep. You want well, the smoke, I'm going to give you the smoke. <laughs> if we keep a score, you ter- terribly. We're going to start today. We ain't going to start today. From what already happened, we start right now. All right, it's officially zero zero, and I will keep right. score. I, I, I'm gonna have a whole graphic up. I'm gonna have a whole graphic of the score. <laughs> you know, I'll make that shit. And I love, I love y'all, man. It's, it's, it's your boy Dante Credo. Thanks again for checking out.